What is up, my gaggle of geeks, and welcome to tonight's episode. We're going to be talking about a bevy of things. We're going to be talking about uh, the news that came out today that, uh, about LGBT rights and and just so many other things. We got we've got a game show coming out with the cost is boss. I know you guys like that game show that we were trying out. We've got a new one today, and of course, I am here uh, as always with our co-host Chaz. How's it going, my man? I got my computer fixed, so it's good. What was wrong with your computer? Um, I think it was something to do with my graphics card. Uh, I had to update my graphics card, essentially, because it kept glitching out and the screens would restart. It was weird. But I haven't had any issues yet, so I think I fixed it. Very good. Very, very good. And also with us, we have two very special guests that both have worked together on the Cinema Queens podcast. But uh, now you can check them out on, on new work that they're, they're working on now. Uh, first, please welcome Adam McDonald from the hey Top Critics Association. How's it going, yeah. man? Uh, doing pretty good. I was hoping to do. It's been, uh, I mean, we interact online, but we haven't really like met up for stuff or anything for a while. So I know, right? The last thing we did, if people remember from the YouTube channel is our Critics on Critics episode. And I believe we did an Avengers Infinity War spoiler thing. Yeah, we and we did, about um, we, oh, we, we did a, a podcast together. We were trying to work that out. And then it just, our scheduling issues didn't work out. But I know we got a couple episodes, like I think we got two episodes in before my life went to shit with work, so. <laughs> uh, but here's the thing. The thing that you do for work is is essential working. And yeah, yeah. but we're not gonna get into details, but too many sound effects oh shit and next (laughs) also we're gonna have a running gag of my vaping the entire time so yeah dave Chappelle style pretty much through through all of his comedy bits he's gonna be like (sighs) and then getting getting into there you go (laughs) also i i want (laughs) to I want to welcome Chris Stout. He's uh, the co-host to the Cinema Queens podcast. And I'm not sure what you're working on, but tell us what you're going what's going on, man. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just trying to fucking make it through the next day, man. That's what I'm doing. Um, hey, I I worked uh, with Adam on Cinema Queens. We had a great time doing that. Um, if you want to find me, you can find me at Twitter at Master24747. Um, but yeah, I'm just kind of hanging out for now. Nothing special. <laughs> nice. We were just talking before that you, you've been doing a lot of exercising or, or like you've been losing weight and that's awesome as well. So I wanted to congratulate you. I just love using the sound effects. Maybe that's all this is. Seriously, this is, this is such a cool group to be here today to talk about all of the, all of the shit that's going on. So first, let's jump into the big thing. The Supreme Court rules that workers can't be fired for being gay or transgender, which is yeah. fucking incredible. Like that deserves it too. Everything. It's amazing. Um, well, I mean, the the, the most uh, interesting part of this was the fact that Neil Gorsuch, who was a Trump appointee, who's known for being very conservative, he not only sided with the majority, which was a six-three majority, with Roberts joining in with the uh, the, the more liberal side of the the, the Supreme Court. But uh, he wrote the opinion and, you know, went back to the, you know, the original ruling about that you can't discriminate someone on the basis of sex, which was a really shitty movie about Ruth Bader uh, Ginsburg. My mind's being stupid right now. Uh, but it just basically solidified the fact that, you know, sexual orientation, you know, LGBT and transgender is a form of sex. 
And the thing people are kind of forgetting about this is that this is not just going to apply to, you know, work and, you know, your place of employment, but it essentially does add people in the queer community to that protected class of, okay, now you can't discriminate against someone for being gay, for housing, for this, for that. So it's a much bigger sweeping, um, basically ruling than I think a lot of people are thinking about. Yeah, like I remember you were texting about me about you were texting me about yeah. that earlier this morning, Adam, and you mentioned that like with the language that has it with that recent Trump administration rule that they had against uh, trans folks in terms of health and uh, healthcare providing. I mean, that now might be called into question with this new Supreme Court ruling. So I that'll be interesting. Yeah, to see. and I'm not a legal scholar. I did go read. I did read the whole hundred and whatever page brief <laughs> because I had nothing to do today. Uh, and again, it may, it may come into consideration as far as how far that goes. But generally speaking, if you set someone up as that protected class, it does set it up for like so the issue with trans military people and everything else that could greatly affect that. So. Oh my God. And it's amazing that it happened at this point, just because I remember last week, like just recently Trump had done something. I can't remember what the actual article was. I'm sure you guys can tell me. With well, he woke rights. up. <laughs> he got out of the bunker <laughs> just to be the most racist, transphobic person you could find holding a Bible. Yes. Upside down. That, that he, he's not read before. <laughs> but no, because of that. And also because this this month is Pride Month. Uh, we've been wanting to do an, an episode just covering uh, all of the best LGBTQ films that are out there right now, uh, ones that are, that have come before, and ones that are that are moving on into the future. So I haven't told any of you guys this that I want to do a quick dance party because it's it's amazing, and I, I set up a stupid thing for it. So it's gonna start right now. Oh, <laughs> Cutting to people. Other <laughs> oh, people. Ah! I have no idea why we're doing this. Big game style. Oh my god, this is why I don't dance. Yeah. Patrick, I love how you got your lights to change it's, with that. Everybody sees immediately how tiny this room is, but also how tiny I am at the same time. <laughs> See, it fits perfectly. I, although it's funny because like, when you were first it. doing something, I didn't realize the little like staircase thing. So you're like, it's so small. I'm like, well, it, it's not. Oh, I see. <laughs> and this room is already so hot that like I, I've just made everything so much worse. Well, I mean, look who's sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, I guess that's kind of where we wanted to start off with this. And later on, we're going to get into... Uh, the Costas Boss, which is it's so fun. I, I'm really excited to be doing this with you guys. But um, first, I, I guess I wanted to start off with you, um, Adam. What are some LGBTQ films that, A, that you love, that inspire you, and maybe some that you could recommend? God, there, there's a lot of them. And that was one of the fun things we did with Cinema Queens was we really took LGBT cinema like across the decades. It wasn't just, hey, these are modern storytelling. It went from everything from... Uh, you know, classics like Hairspray and, yeah, you know, some of the campy stuff like, uh, we didn't do Eating Out. No, we did, um, oh, what was one of the campy ones we did? Oh, like another gay movie, which don't go see, it's horrible. Uh, to like the- What are you talking the, about? That was totally the height of cinema right there. Yeah, yeah. Or like uh, some like the, you know, after the sexual revolution where we had 
gay people actually coming out right past Stonewall, like John Waters with uh, Pink Flamingos, which is a fully disgusting movie I love dearly, or like Rocky Horror Picture Show. Um, and it, it was really with, with queer cinema, just really kind of depends what you're looking for. I mean, some of the recent ones that, you know, have really resonated, like Love, Simon. It's about, you know, these teenagers who, you know, dealing with coming out. And there's a lot of coming out stories through a lot of queer movies. Uh, that one just did a great job as far as someone being outed and how that's kind of handled. Uh, the one movie that we both like really like, but one that's really, really hard for me to watch uh, is um, Boy Erased, which is based on the memoirs of a guy who actually went through uh, anti-gay therapy, which I've gone through. And so watching that is really, really hard because it brings back a lot of memories and things I don't want to think about. Um, and so, yeah, that's a good one. If you want some of the best queer cinema, like a good drama, there's Weekend. It's about two guys who meet for a hookup and then spend a weekend together and how it changes their lives. It doesn't have the stereotypical, like, they lived happily ever after. Um, they do, but in a different way than you would expect. And I think going back to the classics, like we talked about Rocky Horror Picture Show, that's kind of almost like required viewing. Uh, and even some films that have a queer bent that you don't really look for. So like X2, X-Men United, there's a great coming out scene about being a mutant and then have you tried not being a mutant? So it's, there's just so many great films out there. There's so many shitty films out there as well. Uh, so it just kind of depends what you're looking for. And I said, if you're looking for a comedy, don't look for uh, another gay movie. <laughs> <laughs> Has everybody seen Love, Simon in this room? Yeah, that was actually our second yep. movie we reviewed. So that's also yeah. coming out as a Hulu show as well. What Have you guys seen the trailers for that? What are your thoughts on it? I believe it's called Love, Victor, and it's about the other character, I want to say. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. Like, I've, only, I've just only seen the trailer for it, but I think it's going to be interesting, and I think I would totally binge it once it comes out. I mean, Hulu's got good stuff, so why not? Mm-hmm. I think the way that I was introduced with LGBTQ characters it it was i mean with teenage films mainly like growing up so stuff like mean girls with with the friend and, and like um i i think it's mostly coming from that part but when i grew up and, and started going into like delving into the past stuff their films like I, I just watched midnight cowboy that i think is really really good and mm-hmm. not enough people talk about uh there's obviously Brokeback Mountain, the one the Oscar. There's there's uh, so many others. Chaz, what are some that you that you would recommend, or some that you've seen recently? Uh, that I've seen recently, I haven't seen some recently. Um, I know uh, there are more that have come out that's been on my list, but they've been shown at the Broadway and like those are like a hit or miss, like going to go see because of schedule conflicts. So I know Hulu just released um, a Portrait of Lady on Fire, which I I heard is really good but uh something i saw like one of some of my first ones i've seen were um i love you was it philip morris Morris. Mm -hmm. yeah that was one the birdcage is one that i kind of grew up with um i really liked moonlight when that came out i thought that was really powerful but um i think there's a lot that i need to see still just because uh, a lot of these films um that focus on the community is a lot more independent than mainstream blockbusters um, hopefully it kind of changes, but there, there are a lot I need to add to my list. So I'm all ears to see what I have to see. What are some of the ones that broke out like more than, more than the others? Like Hairspray, of course, was a lot more mainstream, obviously than Moonlight. Like yeah. there's. Well, you already mentioned like the birdcage. That was a huge one. Um, Back Mountain was a huge one. Yeah. Tu Wong Fu. That was a big one. Um, Moonlight was kind of more like it became like the art house darling yeah. of that year. 
but if you want to look at, you know, sometimes some, you know, very, very popular things that you has queer representation that you may not always expect. Uh, if you look at like the legend of Korra, which is the sequel to avatar, the last airbender. I mean, the series ends with her either being lesbian or bisexual. It's kind of up in the air. What she go, was. go into that more. I've not heard much about legend of Korra. I've seen the airbender series, but not, so I actually came, I came into the, the game of this late. So I only just finished Avatar Last Airbender about a month and a half ago. And we're still about halfway through Korra. Um, but basically, you know, for those who don't know the story is there's the four kingdoms, earth, air, earth, wind, fire, and water. They were always at peace until the Fire Nation decided to be bastards and take over. And, you know, once per generation, whatever it is, there's a person born who is the Avatar who can master all four elements. Because if you're a waterbender, you can't be an airbender and vice versa. Uh, so he's thing is to take over, get all the powers, uh, train him. The whole thing is his being trained and then fighting the fire nation. So Korra is the air, the avatar after he dies. So Aang's the first, the airbender in the main series. And then she takes over. Uh, it's a little bit different in the sense that there isn't so much that I've seen really a big overarching story. Every season has its own story, but then every season is a little bit different and it builds on what came before. So I'm about halfway through, but the, you know, the reveal that she was either lesbian or bi was, it came out when this, the series finale, but uh, it was just kind of cool to see representation like that on a Nickelodeon show that, you know, essentially is made for kids, but people of all ages can enjoy. Uh, and I remember, I don't, Chris, I don't know if you saw it or knew about it, but I don't remember there being too much huge fanfare about people being pissed, which you would expect from, you know. Well, I mean, the the fan base that was around uh, the Avatar The Last Airbender, as well as like Legend of Korra, I mean, it was... Because I remember growing up around that time when Legend of Korra came out and you would go onto like Tumblr and you would see post after post of people like writing fan fictions or writing or creating fan art, uh, you know, putting uh, Korra with, I think her name is Suzuki or... I think so, yeah. Yeah, one of the other female characters in that show. And I remember that a lot of people kind of felt like they were pressured to do that, but the writers came out after the show had aired with their finale and they said, no, we had planned long ago that she was going to be queer. And I thought it was fantastic. I mean, you'll see it when you get to the end. Cause it's not like overt, like they're not like the are lesbians, you know what I mean? Type of thing. It's very subtle because it's Nickelodeon. It's a kid's show and you have to understand the market that they're in. Um, but it was one of those moments that I thought was really amazing and was able to move that genre forward and coming from a show that like, a like, you know, cause I grew up with the Avatar The Last Airbender and he is still to this day, one of my favorite shows of all time. And the fact that those same creators were able to acknowledge and move this issue forward, I think, ah, oh, that was amazing. It was fantastic. Speaking of Nickelodeon, we'll have to get into the other bigger story later that might even be bigger than the Supreme Court decision regarding Spongebob. No, you're talking about, and I actually, <laughs> I, I know where you're going with that. I'm and excited, I, but I didn't give Chris's time first to recommend his movies and, and what films that uh, inspire him that, that he loves. So I, what, are, what are some that you like as well? Oh, oh, yeah, no, you're, you're good, man. Um, I would say, you know, we talked about a few of those. Um, we talked about Moonlight. Um, Pink Flamingos, uh, Female Trouble. That was another John Waters film that I really <laughs> like. I thought it has, I know you don't like it, Adam, but it, I, no, it's, I didn't dislike it. It's just, it's worse than Pink Flamingos. Oh, it's so much worse than Pink Flamingos. But the message it is, is so beautiful and important. No, Polyester was the one that I hated. 
Oh, how many remember films that one John Waters done? Huh? How many films has John Waters done? Oh God, he's done like ten or twelve. I want to say. Wow, he's done a few. Because uh, the last week there was Dirty Shame. Of he's done at least are... twenty nine. Twenty nine. Oh really? Holy yeah. shit. Um, I will say though that my favorite movie that we ever reviewed on that podcast was actually Pride, and mm-hmm. it was this British film, and it talked about how. And I think it was like around the 1980s or 70s. And it was kind of when uh, the LGBT uh, community was trying to, you know, build up at that point and trying to get themselves to the forefront and, you know, make a name for themselves. And they ended up going to this small uh, town um, and they, they formed this group called the lesbians and gays support the miners. Cause there was like this mining town and they were like dealing with all these types of like uh, worker issues and stuff like that. And it was so awesome to see that. Cause you saw that solidarity that uh, the queer community was able to provide to the working class during that time. And, you know, they even relates to today when we see, you know, the queer community lining up with black lives matter to try and, you know, you know, show solidarity and support in those issues. And that, I thought it was a fantastic film that illustrated that. Mm. There was another film that I saw this year at Sundance actually. So I, I honestly have no idea when it's coming, but Uncle Frank was incredible with Paul Bettany where he plays a, a gay character that kind of was just in the closet for his entire life until he broke out of his area. Um, the, uh, forgetting this guy's name, I think, I don't want to say Stephen Merchant because I don't think that's it, but he was in Dodgeball. He was stapler from Office Space. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Stephen he played Root. Stephen Root. There we go. Yeah, uh, Stephen Root. I just pulled it up. <laughs> yep. Fuck me. And I even had an interview with him. I'm, I'm done. It was at Sundance and I did the goddamn interview. I love that sound effect. Can I just point that out? That's like my favorite thing. I want there, to have that. There's so many. Button. There's so many, man. Like we, what do we have? Well, we'll it'll, they will come out when we get to the next story, but I want to recommend if it does come out this year, or if based on the other bit of news about the Oscars pushing back a little bit, uh, it comes out later on in 2021. Uh, but Thank you so much for giving me recommendations. You guys have so much stuff to go and watch now. So much, uh, so many movies that, that you can put a list together. Go check them out. And let's move on to the next story, which is SpongeBob SquarePants gay? Ha! Gay! I have no <laughs> idea. I think, I think this, was, this was way blown out of proportion. However, it's, it's so worth it to spend so much time discussing. So let's break it down. Uh, SpongeBob SquarePants, uh, Nickelodeon reinforced the theory, which I'm sure that's kind of Adam's um, input with this, that he is a gay character. When the creator himself has kind of said that he's an asexual character. Um, Adam, I want to give it to you first. Tell me what you think about this news. So what happened was it was uh, Nickelodeon just tweeted out um, celebrating plot pride with LGBTQ community and their allies this month and every month. And I had a picture of SpongeBob, Cora, and I can't, I'm not sure about the guy they posted um, who's in one of their shows. It's one of the live action shows. And I believe the gentleman in the picture is a trans man. He transitioned, I think about 20 years ago. So the big thing everyone was going crazy about was because SpongeBob was, you know, rainbow colored SpongeBob was that SpongeBob was indeed gay. And that's what they were alluding to, even though it wasn't specifically said. 
then people started copying on the fact that, you know, back when someone asked about that back in the early 2000s, because I mean, he is a, comes across as a very gay character. The, they asked the creators about that and they said, well, no, he's asexual. So now people are saying, well, if SpongeBob is asexual, that's ace removal. And, you know, if he is gay, were they really saying that or just saying like, hey, he could be an ally or whatever else. My thing, you know, and honestly, I'm not sure which side to go on with this because I can guarantee you that when they asked him back in the, you know, the early 2000s, you know, if SpongeBob was gay, by saying asexual went two ways. One, he's a sponge. And that's, you know, sponges, are, I think, I believe are asexual. Many uh, holes. Yeah. A sponge that's has. good for me. Uh, <laughs> and then, you know, I'm sure back then it was, you know, this is way before, you know, marriage rights were allowed where gay people were still kind of, you know, they weren't the norm uh, or even outside the fringe of society. So that could have just been a very easy cop out to keep from having to address that issue. So mm-hmm. either which way, as far as I'm concerned, SpongeBob's part of the community, whether he's ace or gay. Um, that's, and that, that's why I view it as. So What it comes down <laughs> to is intention, I think. Like, is this coming from a business marketing decision only? Or are we going to see like more, more leanings toward him being a gay character in future content that, that is produced with SpongeBob? What do you think with that, Chris? Is, is it more business or do we see more representation coming later on? Uh, so I'm the cynic, so I, my money's on, it's about a corporate, uh, trying to, you know, extend a hand for pride month. Cause I mean, this happens mm. like pretty much every single year where pride month comes along and all these corporations come out and they're just like, Oh, Hey, we support this. And that's kind of way of Nickelodeon's way of doing that, which I'm not, I don't want to say is like a bad thing. I think I'm very much neutral on it, but I mean, you know, I think, you know, but there is something to say with a company being like, you know, we, we don't really cover anything and we're probably discriminatory, but when it comes to pride month, (laughs) (laughs) we'll see. And I mean, the problem now is those companies are doubly screwed because now in June they have to pretend to care about gay people and black people. So (laughs) it's fired. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's like a you know the gif of Larry David kind of looking like side to side, <laughs> <laughs> or John Travolta. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! I can't believe you've done this. Yeah, I love that video. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad. Okay, so a lot of these you probably uh, can you guess the video from any of the, these uh, sound effects? Can't you see that you son of a bitch? It's from recent Karen videos. There is a trending subreddit on. Well, there's trending on Twitter, a lot of Karen videos, basically, right? Mm -hmm. And I've already known this video for a very long time, but this is a Karen that's at a Walmart, just came up to somebody at a checkout aisle and just saying, you need Jesus, you're going to burn in hell. But her sound bites are incredible. Accuser of the fucking brethren, you motherfucker! You motherfucking accuser! Fuck you! I'm trying to help you, motherfucker! Like, they, they work for so many different occasions, and, and we've used them so sparingly, of course. We don't, uh, we don't like... Uh, I'm so it. glad she's showing the love of Christ, as was intended. So. <laughs> you need Jesus! I know, it's crazy. <laughs> I love her motherfucker. It's the best motherfucker I've heard on the internet for a while. <laughs> before, before it was the guy from Dexter, he's like, surprise, motherfucker, right? But, I mean, he mm. kind of got outdid by this Walmart lady. <laughs> <laughs> but Chaz, what what do you think when it comes to like spongebob is is in his next film right he's walking into it it was pineapple and there's patrick completely just naked head to toe 
And well, he'd probably looking, be in those like those stripper boots he was in at the end of the first movie. Yes, exactly. Oh. Or like he just goes full like wrestler mode. He's like, <laughs> I got this for you, baby. And he's looking at his holes and he's just thinking to himself, I'm a fuck this shit. Oh. Maybe not the last bit, the, the falling part will work. <laughs> See, I or, think SpongeBob's a power top. I was gonna say, like, we have to determine whether or not SpongeBob's a bottom or a top, and I see him more as a top, mm-hmm. and Patrick as the bottom. Mmm, very a power bottom. Well, you can't take his stomach out, and it makes a good place to fuck. So, <laughs> <laughs> so the asexual bit. We have seen SpongeBob naked. He doesn't have any atomic, like he doesn't have any parts, right? Correct. He has a butt no? cheeks. His We're gonna go cheeks, deep yeah. with this. Chris, I know you looked weird with that. We're going to go real <laughs> deep with this. And then it got weird. It's weird because I grew up with him. Like, you know, it's like seeing your teacher, you know, and thinking about that type of shit, you know? Mm. Like, we have to get down to this. I'm not, I'm not neglecting the issue. We have well, to who, get down Who didn't think that he was just at least like what Adam was saying, uh, like somebody that was supportive, right? Nobody looked at SpongeBob and thought he was 100% straight, is all I'm getting at. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I mean, his, his character is very flamboyant Poor and Sandy, very though. extroverted and over the top. And, you know, and, that, and as far as with, with some gay people, that's how they are, some aren't. But yeah, you, looking at that, you were always kind of like, this dude gay. Mm-hmm. And somewhere on the spectrum. Meanwhile, spectrum, Sandy yeah. is sitting there just like, this bitch. <laughs> her whole life has crumbled before her. <laughs> you gotta play the what other characters are they gonna just make? What other characters do you think they'll go with for the next coming years? That's a good question. Well, I think one thing we need to address. The fairly uh, Odd Parents totally need. Yes, they're not together for love. No, well, it's, it's totally a practical <laughs> marriage. It is. And there's yeah. no love in it. There's no love in them. Cosmo and Wanda do their own thing. Well, one thing I think we should bring up as we're talking about, you know, with, with the ruling from today and about characters being gay is everything going on with J.K. Rowling right now. Yeah. Because, oh, <clears> shit. <throat> we're going there. Hold on. Yeah, so Let's start because this is perfect to use this. We can do so many segments today. This is <laughs> Movie Court. The topic the today, J.K. Rowling and her stupid mouth. Has it gotten her in too much trouble this time? I, <laughs> we love her writing, yeah. but maybe not her screenwriting, but. Well, I mean, one of the big problems we have with her is that, you know, she, has she been an ally of the, of the lesbian, gay, and bisexual community? Yes. And, you know, the, some of the things that have annoyed me kind of started with back in when they were making the sixth movie, they were going to have a subplot of a flashback of Dumbledore with like a woman who's dating. She's like, well, no, he's gay. And it's kind of like, that's cool that you've included a gay character in this, this series that has shaped people's lives. And like, you know, people have grown up on this and, you know, become, become huge fans and it had to influence their life so much, but it's kind of a cop out at the same time to, okay, you've made your money, you've written your books, your movie deals are inked. So there is no chance of fallout for this. You're already a billionaire. So what happens if 10,000 people don't buy your book or watch your movie, it's not going to make a difference. So that to me always kind of felt like pandering, but then what's going on right now where she's, you know, basically being a turf, which is a trans exclusionary radical feminist who is going off about, and she said things in the past, but this time she just keeps on doubling down and doubling down and doubling down. And, you know, even everyone who's worked with her in the movies has come out and said, now you're full of shit and 
nicer words than that, but uh, I don't know. It, it's, it's, it's disappointing to say the least, but on the same side, we have people saying that, oh, well, because of this, you know, J.K. Rowling doesn't exist really as the author of Harry Potter. And there was a, a cool little essay I read about how that's a dangerous thing to do as well. It's just because, you know, you have something of cultural significance. You can't dismiss the fact of who wrote it even if they're saying bad things. And yes, you do need to call them out on that. And hopefully one day they'll be educated enough to, to kind of change sides, but you can call someone out on something they're doing that's horrible and incorrect, but that doesn't mean you have to say that their work doesn't exist without them. Yeah. Well, let's, let's give it like a grading scale on this. So Chaz, if it were to be like from a James Gunn situation on Twitter, Okay. to Roseanne what 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 spectrum are we at where more, like more close to Roseanne because where this is something where it, it's not super forgivable I think it, well I think it's forgivable if she comes like like what Adam was saying is is if she comes to learn and kind of acknowledge her own flaws like James Gunn did you know like he said yeah that was years ago and I thought it was funny but like I was fucked up no. It's too soon for her to even jump into that bandwagon yet, because it would clearly just be because she's lost a lot of stuff. Right, Will it prevent and you from watching anything new? Because like, right now, there's a lot of things to prevent you from seeing the new Fantastic Beasts films. Besides, honestly, this, but... honestly, the only things I've read from her or seen from her is the Harry Potter books and movies. Um, I'm not too like I'm not her biggest fan. Where I'm going to go buy her next book or go see the next movie. Like I think for me, her her biggest thing was Harry Potter, and like. I think those are great young adult fiction novels, you know? Um, but there's also a lot of people who kind of make that their favorite book of all time. And they're still like in their fifties. So yeah, like, well, Hey, I've still got the collection and I don't think this is a case where I'm going to be throwing them out. If I'm being completely honest, well, she's right. already got the no, money for them, so yeah, <laughs> yeah it, because it's kind of the same thing as like burning your Jersey. If you're upset about a player, it's like, you're Yeah. That was so expensive. What did you do? Well, and like, it wouldn't be bad. It's like, it's the fact that she doubled down on it with an essay trying yeah. to defend her stance on Twitter. And then the, did you me, read? I didn't read it now, but making other co-stars like Daniel Radcliffe, who I did read, I read his little thing and his is like a lot more like well put and like well worded than hers ever will be, which is weird because he's not an author and she is. So you think she would have a better way of words explaining herself, but it seems like she's digging herself in a deeper hole. Hmm. Yeah. I, where do you think we're at with this, Chris? Is J.K. Rowling going to be coming out of this anytime soon? Is this a Louis C.K. situation where it's just gonna, she's going to drop off and every once in a while she's like underground writing in some comedy club and you're like, oh <laughs> shit, she's there? Who didn't, who didn't warn us about this? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I. the thing though is, is I feel like this has kind of been a long time coming because I mean, this isn't the first time that criticism has been brought up about her. And I mean, like, she's constantly going on Twitter tweeting about stuff uh, not just about like things that really she shouldn't just be poking her head in like why 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 is she even talking about this like fuck you, know you. I'm, I'm trying to help you motherfucker that's jk rowling in every <laughs> single tweet that she does it's just like can't you see that you son of a bitch <laughs> oh my gosh no i i so i mean i would really like to see jk rowling like you know become a better person from this and you know be able to like you know educate herself and come out and say like look i made some mistakes i understand now i would love to see that but i know just like from what i've seen online myself i think a lot of people are just kind of fed up and this was the 
you know, the last straw. Poor and, time. Poorly timed. Yeah. And, and not when, the right month to be doing this. Not, <laughs> like, not the right time. Yeah. Everything was like, ugh. oh, fuck. I can't believe you've done this. That's Harry Potter. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. And I, I think the one thing we have to keep in, keep in mind, too, is that, you know, if, if she does, you know, eventually be like, hey, you know, what? I was wrong. I'm sorry. You know, it's, it's got to be within a certain amount of time to where it's like, I'm not just saying this because I'm going to start losing money or like people are not gonna, you know, not going to get my books, whatever you want to say. And then, you know, it's also about making amends. You know, you, t- you hear about these people who like the guy who ran Exodus International, which was an international ex-gay therapy thing, eventually came out and said, you know, I'm, I'm still gay. I always was gay. I was suppressing it cool, that's great, you're being honest, but what are you doing to make amends for what you said and did? Like you, you've ruined lives, so like how you have this mountain you have to climb down to, to show this. So she's gonna have to do that with the trans community, especially trans women, and then she's going, and then as far as when do we say, yes, this is okay, she's, she's made enough of a difference is, I'm not the person to ask for that. None of us here are, we're not trans. So we talk about with Black Lives Matter and, and taking the time to sit down and listen to what they have to say and their experiences and let them speak and actively listen. That's what it's going to take with her is, you know, with these trans you know, people in our community who are trans, they're going to be the deciding factor as far as has she done the right thing and has she made amends to the point where they feel like that she's an ally again. Absolutely. It's, it's, if she, what the hell, you know, like, what, what were you doing? She must've been high. Yeah, something there. <laughs> yep, something with that. Quarantine just got to her. We'll hope and and hope that she comes to her senses because I do want her to, like, she was for the most part an ally in a lot of ways. But holy shit, you stepped in shit with this. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of shit, not just not shit. <laughs> depending on how uh, how they value themselves, on the, it's time for a game show. Okay, we're doing the cost is boss. So much. So today is going to be the LGBTQ edition where we have pulled a number of people from Cameo. Have you guys heard of Cameo? This is the website that allows you, it's also an app where you can find a celebrity that's on there wanting to wish you a happy birthday, wanting to uh, give, give like a message to a friend of yours. You can do it as, as like a virtual autograph, even a text message if you want. There are so many celebrities right now that are on there because not only are they not working at the moment and need that support, but it's also a good thing to help out people that might be feeling down, that depending on how these celebrities value themselves, can show how more charitable they could be or how much they value their time. So I thought, how great would it be to guess the prices of these cameos that are on the site? Now I've got a list of people here and I totally got the numbering wrong, so this is gonna be a little fun. I've sent it to you guys. What do you have any questions before we begin with what this? What do you What do you mean you got the numbering wrong? Uh, because I put the names because I'm a weirdo. But we've got cool bossa nova music to overlay the crappiness. There we go. It's not too quiet, right? And it's not over overbearing. What? What? I can't hear you. The music is too overbearing. Oh no! <laughs> Fuck you! I'm trying to help you, motherfucker. <laughs> I want that as my ringtone, but I would get fired. Oh, right. I feel, well, I feel bad because Emily just chimed in that her kids can hear. I'm sorry, you might need to find headphones for this episode. But so many people have been in the chat room, and yeah, just wanted to say hi to everybody before we jump into this. The first person up 
for Celebrity Cameo, let me go to my sound effects, is Perez Hilton. And these are all, they don't have to be members of the LGBTQ community, but uh, allies, it can be anyone that has been a part of that community and, and have helped in some way. Um, so Perez Hilton, um, there's a lot of guesses that you can have with some of these, uh, particularly when it comes down to like their ratings. Sometimes uh, I don't have this on some of these, but some of them also have like hashtags on what they do specifically for the cameos, which will tell you how much they're valuing at. We've had some zero bucks. We've had some be 300. So it depends on how you value them at. And uh, we're going to start with Chris. Uh, what is your guess for Perez Hilton? Okay, so this is just like a standard video. Um, okay. I'm going to guess like around 75. 75, okay. And Chaz, what is your guess? I'll go 50. 50. Adam, and what is your guess? So is this a guess of what I would pay or what I think others are paying? This is what you think Prez Hilton has valued him at for a video. So okay. you can request um, a video for how much dollars based on what he I think he's full of himself, so I'm gonna say 500 bucks. <laughs> yes, nice. <laughs> okay, so, oh shit, I forgot. You guys are gonna get the answers unless I throw it in. So it's gonna be thrown into the Zoom um, chat, so you have to open it from there, okay? Everyone jump in there real quick. For Perez Hilton. In there, damn it. This this is going great. Hold on. <laughs> she just don't want to say it. Ninety dollars for Perez Hilton. Oh. <laughs> damn, a lot less than I thought it was going to be. Does that mean I win? Yes, you win that round. You get a point. Woohoo! Hi. Next person we have, you might know him. Well, frankly, I'm going to need to have an explanation of this person. What is an Andy Dick? We don't speak of her. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Tell me more, please. He, he's just a, a hack actor who thinks he's funny and isn't. I've seen his acting. Shitty movies. So is he gay? What is? I don't know. I've only yeah, heard just crazy parties. No, nobody, nobody knows. I'm looking right here. All I know is he was drunk in a bar, and like he's he's gone and like groped women and done horrible things. Allegedly groped women. I wasn't there for it. Oh, um, well, that's not good for this music. He's got All right, kids. Moving into the next. <laughs> and he said uh, he said specifically that he is bisexual. So I guess he's kind of oh. in there somewhere. Oh, okay. So Andy Dick. Let's start with Chaz. What do you think his uh, his cost is for this? Um, seeing how he's a huge scumbag, I'd say maybe two fifty. All right, two fifty. And Adam, what was your guess? Um, I'll say three hundred. And Chris. Got them bills to pay with all those uh, addictions, so I'm gonna guess like around two hundred. Adam, what was yours again? Shit. Uh, 300. <laughs> All right. The winner is $99. Oh. How much? $99. He's got $99 and other issues as well. So Chris <laughs> wins that round too. 
Yes, Chris, you yeah. win that round two. So I guess he's just going for the quantity over quality kind of thing. I get it. I get it. Mm-hmm. This is Price is Right rules, right? Or no, it's just closest. No, yeah, it's just closest. Just whoever's closest, yep. Yeah, because Price is Right, we all have lost. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Next round. Is Lance Bass, you know him from NSYNC. Well, he's tr- he was trying to go to space, so I think he might be a bit more expensive. Oh, I didn't know that. When did when did this happen? Yeah, it was was it the late aughts or the early 2010s? He was trying to he was trained to be an astronaut and then did a lot of the training and then just didn't get there. So maybe with SpaceX now he can he can make it to space. Jesus. All right. Yeah, Lance is going to space. Uh, Chris, what do you think his cost is though for a for a friendly video to someone? Oh, okay. I would since he's in in sync, I would imagine he has to sing. So I'm gonna go with 150. All right, and Chaz, what is your guess? I'll go 225. If you guys have a window open, I swear to God, we've not had a cheater yet. <laughs> But this is episode two, so like I've been waiting for it. I don't know what I'm gonna do, <laughs> but I've been waiting for it. Uh, what What is your guess, Adam? Well, I was gonna say 150, but then Chris stole that, so I'm gonna go with 125. All right, and for Lance Bass, his uh, cost is 249. Ooh! So what does that put you at, Chris? Have you got three points? I think I have two. Two, and then Adam has one. I've got none. I'm, I'm, oh, I Chaz has one. Game. Yes, Chaz is on the board. I'm on the board. <laughs> Woohoo! I lost right. last game, so. <laughs> yeah, last game was a little, a, a little. We we're getting redemption. We're not. We won't even talk about that last game. It's fine. New round yeah. is, you know him from Scrubs, Robert Machio, uh, known as the Todd, who in I believe in the in the uh, story comes out as gay. I, I could be wrong. No, yes. I, I haven't watched Scrubs in a very, very long time. I, f- I feel like that's true. Like, it's been a while since I've seen it, but I f- that sounds about right. Very cool. So with Robert Machio, I ch- it found out that I'm friends with him on Facebook. Why didn't I just have him come on the show? Oh, yeah, I, I would probably would have to pay for the cameo. He's like, so you want to oh, yeah. do a show about a cameo, but you won't pay for me to be on the show. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like... <laughs> but for the Todd, what is your guess for the price? Uh, let's start with Chaz. One seventy-five. All right, and Adam. I'm gonna go one fifty this time around. And Chris. I feel like okay. I might feel low, but I'm gonna go with seventy-five. And your winner, Chris, with $95 for Robert Shit, you're good at this. Dang. We always, we always get to the point where there's just like, we've still got a few. And if you guys want to go through the rest, we can do so, if this has been fun. Oh. Yeah. But yeah, you won the game. Woo! Woo! Point for him, but we can keep going. Let's, let's, let's do Elvira for sure. All right, for sure. Um, let's see. Yeah, we've just got 
these are all pretty good. All right. So um, the next person up is uh, Daniel Francesi. He was, like I was mentioning in Mean Girls, the uh, the side character alongside of, I can't remember what the girl actress's name is. It's like the friend with Lindsay Lohan, like the real friend. Yeah, I'll find it one second. I'm a great host. You know, the it's the one with the one person and the one thing in the... Uh, it was... Janice. Janice. Oh, okay. <clears throat> gotcha. Nice. So for Daniel, uh, who did we start with last? Was it Chaz? Mm-hmm. Okay, so with with that, Adam, what is your guess for Daniel? I don't think people even know who he is anymore, so I'm going to say like 75. All right. Let's go to Chris. So, okay, I hear from rumors that he's great on camera, but he's kind of a dick in person. So I'm actually going to go with around one interesting so the more dickish you are the higher the cost i don't know because Fred hilton's kind of a dick and he was low so mm. fair he's like i know who i am <laughs> what about you chess what is your guess i'll go 151 <laughs> and the answer is 75 dollars adam you Yay! get a point i finally won something very cool. Right, you're on the board. Now, let's see. This is heating up quick. This next person you may know from um, Tiger King recently. <laughs> it's the trainer that got her arm ripped off. <laughs> She's amazing. We're no, we're in no way diminishing that. Although she was very flippant about it, wasn't she? Like, well, yeah, see, I've only, like, matter of fact. I saw, like, a quarter of an episode and just got up and left the room, so. <laughs> Not a fan, it's, huh? No, no. It's, and, but all the sad thing is that that show has been the most normal thing about 2020, so. <laughs> I know, right? And it came and out right shit hit the fan. Speaking of LGBTQ characters, Joe Exotic, holy shit. That's the, uh, that is the human garbage that is. <laughs> yeah, all I, all I picked up from the show is that everyone in it are just horrible people who deserve to be punched in the gonads, so. Mm. Well, Kelsey Safari would at least like to send you a greeting, if you wouldn't mind, but for a price. So, Chris, what do you think that price is for Kelsey? Uh, I'm gonna go with $35. All right, and Chas, what'd you guess? I'll go $150. And Adam. Uh, I'm gonna just go with 75 again. All right. For Kelsey Safri, she would love to do a video for you for the lovely cost of $100. I think that was what? medium, wasn't it? Yep. Hey, two Adam, points. Yep. I'm finally doing something two on points. Awesome. I'm back in last so place. <laughs> I shouldn't stop so early. This is getting great. Let's see. All right. Next person is, uh, we already teased her, Elvira. Now, I was very interested with how much Elvira would would cost for this. And I'll be honest, it shocked me. Whether it's because she was the most expensive, least expensive, that's up to you guys. I mean, she's the Mistress of the Night, so. Jazz, how much would the Mistress of the Night uh, cost to send you a lovely video? 
I'll go 700. Holy shit. Yeah. Now let's go Adam. I was going to go high, but not quite that high. Um, so I'm going to go 300. And Chris. Let's let it down the middle, 500. All right. So we're going to start by saying Chaz is dead wrong. I have no idea. That was <laughs> like, and it's funny because last episode I was like, the only highest number I've seen is 500. So you totally knew that I've not found the highest one yet. <laughs> but I like that guess because she's worth every damn penny. However, for Elvira, you could request a video from her for the low and Walmart ish price, which is very ironic in this case, of $2.99. Oh, yay! Oh! So now it is a tie. We have a tie. So and there's who, one left. Do you know oh, the most expensive person on there? Uh, the most expensive person that I saw, I believe, was 500, and I believe it was Chris Harrison. So uh, it's actually, the new thing is Jeremy Piven. Ooh. Uh, who's like an entourage. He was the douchebag, like, uh, agent. He is asking for 15000 Fifteen thousand. Yeah, and Twitter's Not had a lot of fun with that. No, fifteen thousand. So Twitter's had a lot of fun with that one. Jesus. All right. So now we're gonna go into our. I I cannot believe that we got to this point where it's sudden death. <laughs> and now we're putting on our sudden death music. I didn't know we even had to do this <laughs> shit. The last contestant on the Costas boss is Sean T who I have to credit for the weight that I've lost in my life because I always do the Insanity program. And yeah, work from home, uh, just hating people in general. Maybe this is too loud. Either way, what is the cost? Let's start with, who did we start with before, Chris? All right, yeah. Chaz, what is your guess? Oh, fuck. I'll go 350. 350. All right, Adam. Let's say 65. This music is making it so intense. Chris, my friend, thank you all of you for being on this show <laughs> and doing this with me. I appreciate it. And I hope you guys come back to end this, Chris. What is your number? I'm going to go with 125. One twelve. Hey, Chris Woo! wins. Chris, <laughs> you win. Yeah. <laughs> Great job, Chris. That was a freaking nail biter, and I didn't expect it to be, which is awesome. That was so cool. Thank you guys for joining. I hope everybody had a good time watching. Uh, real quick, thank you guys who, who have joined in. Emily, Madison, uh, Embry. Uh, lot to hope you guys are doing well and let's go ahead and plug everybody's stuff though because uh, I know you guys have projects going on because you all work so hard let's start with Adam what are you working on where can the people find you uh, so you can find me on uh, Twitter at Sithbot underscore it's S-I-T-H-B-O-T uh, or facebook.com slash ender 2155 which is just my doing a bunch of shit posting uh, I'm also the film review editor for Big Shiny Robot which right now is kind of null and void because there's no movies coming out so we haven't had a chance to 
to go and look at much lately. Uh, and then my other podcast, uh, Funny Books and Firewater, we are in the process of relaunching, kind of redoing it because our, uh, our, one of the, our hosts does all the editing for the sound and the way we had it set up was taking him like six hours to do one episode. So it wasn't working out. Uh, we're looking to relaunch in October with all of our, we're doing horror comics. November, we're doing comics uh, about Native Americans or written by Native Americans. And then December, we're going to do comics about uh, either snow or cold or winter. And we may possibly be rebranding under a different name. We're trying to work through that and see what we think. Uh, but we got a new logo going, and that's kind of what we're looking to work through. So check us out, Funny Books and Firewater, for right now at least, uh, starting the first Monday in October. We will definitely be promoting that once it comes back up. Uh, be sure to check out all the other plugs he's got. Uh, also, thank you so much, Chris, for joining. Uh, this is for both of you guys. I didn't put it up while you were talking because I didn't want to be a dick. <laughs> Where can the people find you? What are you working on? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm just kind of hanging out. I don't really have anything that I'm working on right now. Uh, if you want to follow me at Twitter, I'm at master24747. On Instagram, I'm uh, 24747stout. So, hey, hit me up anywhere of those places. I'd love to follow. Awesome. And Chaz, what are you working on, my friend? And how has the, uh, how's the script writing been going, all that stuff? Oh, it's been going. <laughs> I don't know why it required the air horn. I tried to hit the applause button, but my finger was too soft. Yeah. Didn't do it. I said it so somber, and I don't think I deserve a little applause. You deserve but, everything. Um, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at your boy Chazzy. I, it's on the screen. It's on the screen right there. There you go. People, people have asked how they spell it, and that's how you spell it. Um, I don't know if that's a good thing. But I also have a podcast coming out this Friday for Over and Under Artists Exposed, and you can go ahead and listen to Patrick's episode that aired last week. Ah, yeah, listen to it, but like, just like, ignore what I say <laughs> or anything. Just about. talk shit on him. Yeah, <laughs> make sure to at me. No, uh, thank you guys again for watching. Please make sure to check out our merch store, www.patrickbadyreviews.com. We're on iTunes. We're on the yada yada, like all that shit. Thank you again so much, as always, for watching. And we will see you at the next review. Oh, I thought of one thing, oh, too. Oh, shit. Oh, shit, yeah. If you, um, so Cinema Queens, uh, we did kind of come to an end after about 63 episodes. But if you want to take a look at that, I'm getting things recertified by iTunes because they were being stupid. Uh, so you can check us out over on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, or at cinemaqueens.podbean.com if you want to kind of catch up on us and uh, definitely see the evolution we had from episode one till till when we kind of wrapped things. So I think we oh, yeah. we, we got a bit better, hopefully. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. Well, thank you guys for coming on. Thank you again, as always, for watching. And we will see you.